0: Yeah, I, I, can you see me? I mean, now I'm just expecting you to come out and I'll be like, clever girl. (laughs) It's the Big Access Podcast. Are you, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. (laughs) Anyways, okay, here we go. Hey everybody, welcome on in to the Big Access Podcast. I'm Brock Benson, your host, and next to me we have Jeremy Stokes, our support manager over here at PDK. You guys may have recognized him from the last time that we did an episode where we were eating some hot wings and I about died. Almost. I don't think I've eaten wings since, actually. Uh-uh. That was a very traumatic
1: moment for me. I actually got those spicy ones again, like a week later, they were pretty good. Did you? Yeah. Mm, I, I couldn't handle that, yeah. man, that
0: was really rough. I liked those ones, yeah. they
1: were Speaking good. Speaking of rough, how
0: was the drive-in today? Uh, well, you know, I was smart today and I used the train, so yeah. we, uh, no bad. For, here in Utah, we, we just had snowmageddon hit and, uh, like feet of snow have hit us Yeah, and it makes it, you know, it was looking a little bit rough on if we were going to be able to actually
1: produce this podcast yeah. today. So lucky. Yes. Happy that you're here. Yeah. Taking the train was a good idea. I did get stuck in the parking lot because there was, like you said, feet of snow Dude. and I'm in a front wheel drive vehicle. Yeah. I was plowing the snow with my. Ford Fusion. It well, there awesome. you go. Yeah. So
0: I uh, last night, I had to pull people up my hill with my truck. Ah. Today, I went and got lunch for uh, some people here at the office, and there was a U-Haul that had slid into the curb uh, blocking the entrance into the burger place we were going to. Luckily, I still had the toe strap on, so I hooked up and I told it. I had to pull the full-on U-Haul out of the snowbank, but it is insane. I've been driving in four-wheel drive all day and all night last night. Ford power, baby. Yeah, Ford power, F-150 guys right here. There you go, that's right. EcoBoost. Yeah. Um, anyways, so today uh, we're gonna be talking a little bit about door position sensors and uh, you know what they are, why they're important, why they're needed, and how to install them. And Jeremy here is going to be a perfect uh, person to help us Learn all about those because a you know he's he is our support manager and so he's always talking with people about these different things. But b you've been an integrator yourself,
1: right? Yes, yeah, I installed for a long time before I came over here at PDK, so I know a thing or two about GPS's and how to install them for sure.
0: That's awesome. Sorry, right, we're in a fitness competition at work right now, and I have to drink a gallon of water today and it's a lot of water. I'm living in the restroom. Is this is this your gallon? This is my gallon. Nice. Yep. So I just drink from there. this all day. Nice. I'm I'm halfway there. That's Um but anyway, so yeah, you have installed a lot of DPSs. Yeah. Um, and but you know, it's kind of surprising the number of dealers who are out there who just take for granted what a DPS is and what it does. Does it like ever shock you?
1: Yeah, it shocks me how many systems don't actually use DPSs. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's almost strange to me because you don't if you don't have a DPS on your door, you don't know what state your door is in. Is it really
0: monitored access control if you don't have a DPS? No. Right? No, it's not.
1: So, talk
0: to me. So, for those of you who might be sitting here listening to this going, oh, I'm, I'm in that boat, you know, this isn't meant offensive. But this is a really cheap, affordable option to help you be able to provide a lot of capability to your end users. So, we're going to talk to you today about DPSs right Jeremy what is a DPS
1: DPS stands for door position sensor Um, it's a little tiny relay with a magnet piece that goes near it that closes the relay when the door is shut Um, generally is very easy to install um, just a couple wires running back to the PDK board and into the A and the negative inputs it's that's ultimately what it is it it. is two contacts that um, when
0: they're right next to each other the magnets Tell the software we are closed. Yep. This door is not open right now. When they're separated, it tells the software this door is open. Correct. Right. Super easy to uh, to be able to do, uh, you know install it, and that's ultimately a huge benefit because what can that sensor tell the system
1: besides just when the door is open? So off of the DPS, you can get a prop alarm. So what that means is that in the software you set up a, a timer. That if a door is open and remains open for however long you set that timer for, uh, you can get notified that a door has been left open. Uh, I never got a close command sent or a close a close to it. Um, but before you move on with that, yes. I wanted
0: to, I want to talk about a, a case study that we did this last summer. Uh, that was a school that that is a huge thing that they did. They needed to make sure that was there door prop alarms because. Let's be honest, we were all dumb teenagers at school and we all, you know, did things that we are not proud of. And sometimes that is even propping open doors so that you let other buddies get into the building without uh, them knowing. You know, in my case, dude, I used to prop open the gym or the gym door all the time after class. So then during lunch, I could sneak into the gym to play ball. Yeah. All the time. Yep. And oftentimes that can let in other people. A perfect example of this is, and, and this story sounds really unbelievable but i promise you this is true um it's back when i was an rsm i had been working with a dealer in st louis who uh you know ultimately we we didn't win the access control job the the job was a church that had a school attached to it um and they had a pdk system in there the original installer did a less than ideal job of the install and uh then you know, for that reason, the end user was looking at either doing a different installer or a different system. And the original dealer, once they kind of found out that they were not going to, you know, didn't have a great job or a chance of winning this job, they went ahead and just replaced the original PDK system with a much older antiquated system. Uh, It was what it was. You know, we didn't win that job. That's okay. We don't win them all. Um, However, somebody then propped a door and there's no notifications or anything with this older system. And a freaking black bear got into the church and into the school and went around causing chaos and havoc and like ripping, you know, like pews to shreds and stuff. This is, it was a huge story on the news. And uh, and there's all this video surveillance footage of this bear that was going around, it was crazy. And the bear got in because of a prop door. Hmm. Eventually that bear, they got it out of the school and then the next day we won that PO. Um, but but uh, yeah, so that is one big thing, right? PDK, PDK is bear proof because of our door position sensors.
1: Nice. <laughs> I like that.
0: Yeah, pretty cool, right? It's, uh, it's a wild story, but it is. it is 100% factual. All right. So anyway, so install, uh, install a door position sensor to protect your end user's life In property Uh, in property yeah so anyways from bears so door position sensors is a big thing that uh or sorry prop alarms is a big
1: thing that door position sensors can create correct yeah prop alarm is probably the most popular one um that people use the dps for um but also with a with a dps you can also do a you can um, integrate a forced alarm yeah which means that somebody is basically like an intrusion alarm if somebody opens the door without scanning a badge um, or a Rex event happening, it'll set off an alarm. Well, it'll set off a, a notification and you can do whatever you want with that. With, right. that with, those,
0: uh, with that input, you can go ahead and have it send you an instant notification. Mm-hmm. You can have it sound a piezo alarm. Yep. You yep. can have it do all sort and lock down a system if you wanted to, Correct. right? You can have it do a number of different things.
1: Yep. It, the system's very intuitive and very smart. Yep, we actually have a dealer. You have. I have a story about that if you, if you don't mind. Um, we've got a dealer that I was talking to um, about a, a forced alarm. And they wanted to know if they could set it up to notify the police. And I said, we don't have that. We don't have the option to like make an outbound phone call. And so they called me back a half an hour later and said that the police actually gave them the, the local sheriff gave them uh, a text message number. They can send a text message to that said, Hey, this door got, got opened without proper authorization and they were able to send somebody over. So it kind of worked out like that too. Pretty, pretty sweet plan for that. I don't know if that works everywhere. Yeah. it's a pretty small town, but that was a pretty cool, pretty cool story about about them using the force alarm that way. That's way cool. Yeah. So
0: there's a v- bunch of different varieties of door position sensors out there, right? There's the kind that you have to actually core out a door and put mm-hmm. them in there. Yep. There's kinds that are just you can flush mount them to uh, to the door itself, just and it's just frame. a little, yeah, just yep. right to the frame. Um, have you seen that one works better than
1: another, or do you see that it's just dependent upon the door? Um, the biggest thing about them is you have to make sure they're lined up properly. Yeah. And I find that the flush mount ones are easier to line up. Um, generally speaking, they're a you screw down the, the wire, the piece has the wires, and the other piece has just got some like 3M foam tape on it. Mm-hmm. You just stick that to it. It's a lot easier to get it lined up that way. Yeah. Um, where the ones where you have, to, you have to put the piece in the door, then a piece up in the frame, just got to make sure you get those lined up properly. I agree. Yeah. Um, the ones that I don't like, if I can say something I don't like, are the bond sensors in the mag locks. Okay. Those ones tend to have more problems for that same reason of lining them up because there's a little sensor on the armature plate of a mag lock that it has to hit in the exact right place of the electromagnet. And if it is not lined up, they just won't work very well. Interesting. So, I generally recommend people put in a flush mount or a um, the recessed ones into the door rather than using the um, bond sensor ones on a magwell.
0: And so when they're, when they're installing these door position sensors, um, you know, what, what is the way that you would go about doing that? Do you run the wires through a door frame? Do you core them all the way through a door and up and in, into the controller? How does that usually work?
1: So the ones that you would never need to core a door necessarily, you would just drill a hole in the top of the door. To put the one piece in, and then the other piece that has the wires would go up into the frame. Mm-hmm. You just run that up the wall right to the door. So if you're doing a single door controller, it'd be right above the door. Yeah, run a couple of wires up up the wall to the door. If it's going, you know, to a, a home run kind of situation on a, on an R4 or, or even an R2, I guess wouldn't be right above the door. Maybe um, you just do the same thing, run the wires up, and then run them across the. The ceiling, however, you need to. It just needs a two pair, two pair wire, twenty two gauge, and then twenty two gauge wire. You know that that's a pretty affordable wire. Mm-hmm. And then the
0: door door positions themselves are what $10, 15 bucks. Yeah, very cheap, dude. I mean, at that point, think about everything that you are offering your customer by just simply tying you know, or adding in a fifteen dollar part and a little bit of extra wire that you're pulling in the first place. Yep. Yep. So, dude,
1: it's it's a it's a crazy benefit. For the customers and a lot of a lot of times we get phone calls in support asking how do they monitor the doors and we let them know about the dps and a lot of times they wish they would have known about it or you know not, not necessarily that the the pdk didn't tell them about it but they would have known about it as a company yeah. to install these dps's because now they run all the wires and they got to go back and run the wires again to get the dps's there um right. you do you're, you're doubling our labor in, expense at that point yeah yeah exactly you just put it in part of the bid just put DPSs on every door. Um, another cool thing is that it doesn't even have to be on a door that has access control. That is true, right? So you don't even have to be, it, it can be on on a warehouse, an exterior warehouse door where they just wanna know if the door's open or closed. You can run it to our new aux eight. Um, you dude, you totally stole my thunder I'm here. sorry. No, no, no you're good. good. So keep, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we, we can, you can just have the inputs on there um, and and monitor however, you know, up, up to eight doors with, with that board um, that don't necessarily have to have access control on them. Yeah, so Jeremy just talked about our new OX-8. That new OX-8 is going to
0: be out this month and we're really excited about uh, you know its capability. So it is an eight-port uh, monitoring. You know, It's an input-output board that we've got. It has all of the inputs for something like a door position sensor. It's also got your, your wet contact relays if you ever needed to trigger uh, certain things. But uh, one of its main focuses and a very popular option reason why people are wanting it is because they can monitor other doors throughout the building that might not necessarily need access control uh, you know with the with a reader at it yep right yep. so that's yep. that's a huge benefit for it so be looking for that uh, that ox8 It going to be available this month in all of your local distributors so reach out to them and uh, and also reach out to us and we'll be able to help you out with getting that uh, you know getting that part uh, put into your bids. Yeah. So pretty cool, right? Yeah. Well, awesome. Jeremy, we are just about out of time on this Next. episode of the Big Access Podcast. Do you have
1: anything else DPS that you, we may have missed? Um, One thing that just came to mind is is a lot of times we get asked um, if we if we um, recommend a certain brand of DPS. Okay. I've never had one good or bad experience with any brand of DPS. They're, yeah. they're a pretty basic piece of equipment. Um, so just whichever ones you can find. Um, like I said earlier, the flush mount ones I find are easier to get the... The alignment just right, um, so you don't have any um, false false reads on the DPS itself. Um, but yeah, just pick them up when you pick up your your equipment at whatever distributor you're going to, and uh, add it to your system, add it to your add, to, add it to your bid um, right out of the gate, and just plan for it. It it makes this access control system just way better, way better, right? Way better. Anyways, that's
0: all the time that we've got uh, today. Thanks for joining us this week, Jeremy. We're going to definitely be having you on more to talk about this kind of stuff. Uh, People love hearing from you, uh, you know, straight from a tech support genius who has also done all the installations himself. So anyways, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, leave it a five-star rating and reach out and let us know if there's anything in particular that you are looking to learn. We'll see you next time.
1: See ya.